Lord's Day, January 10th. And the priest, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Leviticus 1, 5. The burnt offering, 2. Worshipping priest. I hardly need say that the church is composed of sinners and convicted sinners, too. But Aaron's sons do not represent convicted sinners, but worshipping saints. It is as priests they have to do with the burnt offering. The believer is in himself nothing at all, but in Christ he is a purged worshipper. He does not stand in the sanctuary as a guilty sinner, but as a worshipping priest, clothed in garments of glory and beauty. To be occupied with my guilt in the presence of God is not humility as regards myself, but unbelief as regards the sacrifice. However, it is very evident that the idea of sin-bearing, the imputation of sin, the wrath of God, does not appear in the burnt offering. True, we read, it shall be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. But then it is atonement not according to the depths and enormity of human guilt, but according to the perfection of Christ's surrender of himself to God and the intensity of God's delight in Christ. This gives us the very loftiest idea of atonement. If I contemplate Christ as a sin offering, I see atonement made according to the claims of divine justice with respect to sin. But when I see atonement in the burnt offering, it is according to the measure of Christ's willingness and ability to accomplish the will of God, and according to the measure of God's complacency in Christ and his work. What a perfect atonement must that be, which is the fruit of Christ's devotion to God. Could there be anything beyond this? Assuredly not. The burnt offering aspect of atonement is that which we, the priestly household, may well be occupied with in the courts of the Lord's house forever. C. H. McIntosh